0: Hello and welcome to the True Purpose podcast. My name is Will Stewart and I'm founder of four companies under the group True Purpose Enterprises and this podcast is all about driving the conversation about purpose and what it means to lead with purpose and why it is vitally important um, for the future of the planet, uh, of the people that live here um, and also to drive profit.
1: Hello. Welcome to the True Purpose podcast. I'm not Will Stewart. We've decided to mix things up a bit for our first ever podcast. My name's Sarah and I'm here to chat to your host Will and talk about everything to do with the True Purpose podcast. Will's actually my boss um, but luckily I like him and I don't mind coming here to chat to him today on all things purpose Will spent 20 years of his career in various buying roles um, for some of the biggest retailers in the UK. Will left employment nearly a decade ago (laughs) to launch his very first business. Let's fast forward to now. Will has four businesses to his name. He was actually the recipient of a very lucrative award a few years ago, which was the brand ambassador of the year award uh, within the industry that his businesses sit. Will's a dad to twins, he's a husband, a son, a brother, a friend, an author, um, a mad football fan, and I don't know anything about football, so we won't be talking about that today. A school governor is his latest role to add to his uh, bank yeah. of roles, yeah. <laughs> and a general disruptor in a really good way. So yeah, I'm absolutely honoured to and excited to be here to talk to your host, Will, And introduce you all to him. Um, Sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? That you're the host, but you're getting interviewed today?
0: Yeah, very odd. But I think it's the right thing to do. Because otherwise, other guests won't be able to relate to what the point of the, the podcast is. And why we've chosen purpose as the key message of this.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think it's a lovely way to frame, to frame us starting this journey. So we talked about your book. Um, it's called Just Survive Somehow. You wrote a book, I think it was two and a half years ago, I think, was published, wasn't it? Yeah, May something like something that. Like that.
0: Something like that.
1: Um, it's all about, as the front cover says, everything you need to know to succeed in your first year in business. But what... There is running through a lot of the book is this word purpose and why so I just wanted to kind of really start on that why have you you know what is it about purpose that has led you to include it in a book that you wrote but also to start a business with that running through the core
0: yeah I well I think when you certainly when you start a business um I think purpose is a you know, it's easier to put in place from the start. And I think it's a real differentiator. It's a, it's a disruptor. And it's also future-proofing um, what you have as a business. When you start, you have no clients, no money. You know, you've know, you got no proof of anything concept-wise that you've done. And if you're lucky, you have a network. So you have people that you can go and have a coffee with, buy them a coffee and say, you know, can I come and talk to you? And if you're talking about a business, and you've got no clients, no proof, you know, nothing you've ever achieved, you need to talk about something. And, you know, the key things that I spoke around were, you know, values and purpose of the business. And those things are good things to talk about people like them generally. And if you can articulate your purpose quite clearly, you know, you can, people can relate to that and uh you know most people have a a core goodness in them and kindness and they want to help people which is part of how i i would define purpose um and you want to when you meet all these people certainly when you start a business is you want to leave them with a warm fuzzy feeling Mm -hmm. you know people remember how you made them feel not necessarily what you said so in those early years, you know, talking about purpose um, was key.
1: So, you know, going back 10 years, do you think that when you were talking about values and purpose, people were almost like, what's that? This is different to stuff other people yeah. talk about.
0: I think in our industry, I a lot of companies I admired at the time, um, people like Innocent Smoothies, you know, that was a purpose-based business. And, a, you know, Richard Reed's book is a brilliant book because it talks about how they used purpose as a disruptor in the drinks industry and it hadn't really been done people just wanted to buy drinks and no one really spoke about it um and you know when we started working with them as a client which was you know an amazing first client to oh, a the drink. drink the drink <laughs> the absolute <laughs> dream client number one on the list and they were our first client yeah you know, it really reinforced that message you know that we wanted to put across and you know we give eleven percent of our profits to charity purely because um Innocent gave ten percent of their profits to charity and wanted to be wanted to build on their on their message, right? Um and so there were other and this there were lots of companies that were talking about purpose, but it was still quite a, you know an early, early piece, and it was disruptive. When I looked at our industry, you know we have incredible competitors, huge competitors that are really good and experienced and have huge teams and everything. We didn't have any of that. so it' was like, well, how are we going to be disruptive? Well, one of the things we can talk about is purpose and trying to drive that into into our industry.
1: What were the the main drivers? So what was the purpose that you had running through your core when you wanted to set up the business? And I suppose the second to that is, is that still as important when you set up the business as it is now?
0: Well, for the second question, yeah, more important now, more important. And it's harder now because we're a bigger business. We've got more complexity. But it's really important that's partly where I use you as my honesty angel to always pull us back to you know what is the what is the purpose the mission what are we trying to do here you know we're trying to improve the you know improve the planet make make our bit do business the right way um you know if you think about purpose of people planet and profit you know, the two areas we are after you know profit is a is one you can put in at the start if we give eleven percent of our profits to charity, it makes all the work more meaningful. If you're really good at marketing and you're really good at marketing and you do some really good marketing and it makes money, it's not just, well, we've made money. It's that actually, you're gonna be able to go and donate, you know, hard cash to a charity that's really important, that's doing really good things. So it brings that whole, you know, we're not saving lives, we're a marketing company, but we are able to, if we're good at what we do and drive revenue and profits, we can save lives. And we've seen it, right? We donated to Essex Air Ambulance. You know, they go and fly and land on the m 11 and save someone's life. We are saving lives. And I think that is the core run of why companies should, you know, donate to charities or donate time to charities or commit to helping um, you know, a charity or an organization or a cause, highlighting a cause can do that as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for the other the other one was around people and humans and you know, just seeing how it's very different world now, but, you know, we came up with, you know, the second part of our purpose was ultra flexibility, which was basically giving people work on their terms. So, you know, you have loads of stuff going on in your life. Everyone does. They've got to fit all that together. And, you know, my big frustration, I think, or the most ridiculous term in the in the world to me is work-life balance, where work comes first and life fits around. It's like that's the complete opposite of what you're trying to set. It's a life work balance here. So we have a life and we have to fit work around it. And the only way you can do that is ultra flexibility. It's giving responsibility to the human to decide how they're going to work and, and, you know, how that's going to fit around. And, and, you know, that works, right? At the time, 10 years ago, I remember talking about it. There were so many people in big businesses, you know, particularly parents and particularly mothers who just didn't have it work didn't work for them. It just didn't work. It's like, I can't be there at nine because I have to drop my kids at nine. It's quite a simple concept. So, you know, if we were able to offer this, you know, relatively new thing, ultra flexibility, we were able to attract really good talent because actually people, even in those days valued flexibility more than, you know, other you know, benefits of, of work. So now if you fast forward nearly a decade. Yes. <laughs> Eight years. It's nearly
1: a decade. Um,
0: you know, it's sort of a given. People expect it, and particularly, you know, the Gen Zs that are the new ones into the workplace. You know, it's sort of what they expect now. So it's not maybe necessarily a, you know, a differentiator for us now attracting talent because lots of people offer it. But it is something that people definitely want and they really, really value.
1: It's, it's interesting, isn't it, listening to you talk, that both purpose seems to be a far bigger topic now than it was eight ten years ago and ultra flexibility is a far bigger accepted topic as well so it's it kind of looking back it's quite nice that you sort of pioneered these things that the world uh,
0: (laughs) but I think they're quite they're obvious things and they're things that you don't when you quit work like the day the daily grind you have time to think and I value thinking time I think it's so important so you can really start to think and when you talk to other people and you listen to their frustrations with work or oh they're not coming to sports day because they've got to be in a pointless meeting that they don't believe they need to be there but they have no power or control over it they're quite obvious things like giving money to charity and we're obviously in a cost of living class is a nightmare people can't afford but you can still do things you can still do as much as you can to help other people and those are basic human qualities that we would all value you know if you've had a shit time and someone comes and helps you or whatever and you drop your shopping someone picks up that's good for both people the person helping the person will feel better so they're not like uh they're not visionary concepts are they they're quite basic human things that we lose sight of because we're so busy at the time and you're rushing around to do stuff
1: yeah absolutely so So you've got the business, you've got the business or businesses now, and the purpose runs through the core, you know, they're still as important, if not more important. But why is a podcast something that you're putting, we all know, podcasts take a lot of time and thinking, so uh, why why a podcast?
0: Well, we've been talking about this for about four years, and eventually you forced me into today and we're yeah, here and we're doing it first episode hurrah! Um um i just think you know there's all sorts of content that you can put out um in terms of or methods of putting out content so everything from tiktok to to linkedin and, and pr you know we've always been a noisy business i really felt that if you're going to do something good you know that's great, but nothing sells without noise, or nothing. Their message gets across without noise. You've got to be, you're really, really noisy um, in a noisy world, and it's about consistency and all these other things. So, you know, when we hired you, head of marketing was a ridiculous concept at the time, but it was purely about we have to, you know, own our message and communicate our message. So PR was the standard thing. People put press releases out. We signed a new brand to Ray. But then when you start posting now with social media and your message is getting out there and you know ultimately you know why write a book? You know it's about a a deep engagement with a specific reader. You know people have to take time to read a book but you know it's a fast world. We have to have our content across many different mediums and the podcast is something that um, I'm really passionate about because of i like podcasts i like listening to podcasts what do
1: you what what's your very few
0: very few i like i i like at the moment i like big fish spencer matthews uh yeah it's really cool it's really good (laughs) check it out um but it's i mean it's shorter like hopefully this one will be if i don't talk too much um and it's sort of bite size and you know he's you know he's well connected but Anyway, the podcast thing, we want to share this message. We want to share the conversation. We want to be part of the evolution of talking about purpose and making it central to every business. And I think, you know, there's lots and lots of people that are doing that. And, you know, future guests of this podcast are people that are doing that. And we're trying to, you know, share their stories about where how they got to this position um, and how they're influencing other people. And that then inspires other people to uh, influence and move on. Um, so, yeah, that's right. why we're doing it.
1: And I can't quite believe we're sitting here doing it because, yes. uh, just to put this into perspective, Will have has been talking to me about this for over four years. And even last week, <laughs> last week, oh, no. just seven days <laughs> ago, he rang me and said, I don't think we should do it next week. I don't yeah. think we're ready. Did do that. And I said, enough. I'm not having another <laughs> year of yeah. this. So, yeah, we uh, did. We're here did. and we're doing it. And it's so exciting. Um. So uh, uh, is purpose something that you can recall, like a memory related to purpose in your earlier life? Or is there some, is, has purpose played a part in your life that that has made you think that this, you know, should play a big part now in your future and your businesses?
0: Oh, I was hoping this question would come oh. up, really, um, because I, I was actually, it's an easy question to uh to think about, oh yeah, you know, this happened as childhood. But I was really trying to work out what was it about business and purpose mm-hmm. that really tied me in. And I do, you have, a, uh, you know, exactly the point. So um, back in the early two thousands, I was buying um, gifts, gift products for a retailer, and um, I, you know, one of the areas we'd launch, we created this massive business about five million quid on uh, hot water bottles. Okay. Which um, you know, as a gifting product, they were nice and furry and cuddly and lovely. And they made you warm, but it was like just a you know big thing. And I used to walk from uh, Marlborough Station to the office, and I walked past this uh, this homeless guy, and I used to walk past him a lot. And you know, it got colder and colder, and then eventually, I just thought oh, I would just chat to this guy, had a little chat with him, and yeah, it was like freezing, and I had. Um, I had a sample in my back, weirdly, nice pink, fuzzy number. Um, and you know, it was freezing. He didn't have any shoes on. He was an ex-military guy, which a lot of you know homeless people have been, you know, in, in the armed forces or in the service position and then can't cope with that life. And you know, it's like a horrible thing, homelessness in the, you know, in the, the modern world. But, um, you know, we started chatting and uh, I was like, okay, well, how can you get warm? And, you know, they didn't go to a place to get blankets, whatever. It's like, well, you know, could you do something with this hot water bottle? And he was like, yeah. So I went to the, because you can go and fill them up. Like, you, you can go to a coffee shop or whatever and get them filled up. So we filled it up, gave it to him. And it was really good. And I saw him then and he had this pink, <laughs> very <laughs> hot water bottle. And then AMC Coffee, which is a brilliant coffee place. They would fill it up. So he had this thing and it was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But it was like one person. And that's the happiness thing. Like if you help someone, you can, you may, you make, get more out of helping someone than they think maybe they do because you're like, oh, I'm you know, really nice and help someone. Um, so I then went to the company and I was like, right, we need to do a donation. You know, I um, uh, approached Crisis, the homeless charity, went to see them. And there was no mechanism in the company to be able to donate product to this charity. And I found it really frustrating. And I went through all the big corps are difficult. You've got to go through layers. And this was new and different and disruptive. They haven't done it before. So I, we can't do it because not because they maybe didn't want to, but because there wasn't the setup there. So in the end, I just worked with the factory directly in China and said, right, give us 5000 hot water bottles. We'll donate them to crisis. who could then distribute them. And I remember thinking, right, that's, you know, we're making good money selling, the company we are making good money selling hot water bottles, but actually we're solving a, you're helping people, solving a problem or making this more purposeful in that, you know, if we were able to sell more hot water bottles, we could donate more hot water bottles, then it can become a cyclical thing or a growth thing. And that was then the question of like, well, everything we could do could tie to something which would make everyone more happy which is, again, quite a simple concept. You're going to do something, it'll make you happier. Do the thing, right?
1: Yeah, But it, it's it, often the simplest things take the longest to kind of reach and to get to, and I think about things like recycling. And mm. now it's just, it's not, we don't think about recycling, a plastic bottle or a glass bottle, but we used to just chuck it all in one bag and it goes in landfill. And These simple little changes that we are making over the years is improving the future
0: yes marginal gains do the little things you know just turning the tap off when you're brushing your teeth right? I think that's
1: a pet hate of yours isn't it I do don't, don't like tell. it at all do you want to tell us about that
0: I don't like it I don't like it because <laughs> it's such a simple thing and you know some people don't do it and you don't want to make a thing a bit of it, like turn the tap off. Like your wife, Un- no, You'd never want to do that no, because I mean. you don't need the unnecessary disagreement on the, on things. <laughs> but you know, then when you think about the kids, like they turn always turn the tap off. There's no tap on because that we're able to influence future generations. And they will say things, and actually this is working quite well. They then tell mummy, <laughs> you're wasting water, turn the tap off, right? But it, it, so you know but it's it's marginal gains, it's tiny little things, every little step you know we're trying to build something so stuff you know having a, a pure purposeful economy where every company would be you know thinking about purpose in its you know its articles of association, for example, just like Virgin have just announced, you know, To get to that point. you know that's not oh we go from here and then yeah quick fix and we're sorted. It's like a billion steps to move towards that. Um, and that's why everyone needs to get involved. Everyone needs to think that way a bit more and build something better for for future generations.
1: One thing that we're all faced with, and you were faced with in the early days of the business, and when you said these are the two big things I want to do: I want to give profit, and I want to have these policies that allow people to have ultra flexibility. You were met with a lot of pushback. You were met with people going, "That yeah. won't work." Well, yeah, and. So now with purpose, I suppose if if I said to you, what would you say to the people that are going? I can't make a difference. Um, I don't believe in purpose. What's the point in in me trying to make a change? You know, what would be your answer to them?
0: Well, I mean, going back to the, you know, I wanted to do these things, and I, you know, spoke to lots of people, and yeah, they just said it's not going to work, and that then comes down to your own, you know, if. You know what's your own mission in life or your own purpose? I believe that they were the right things to do, and you know if you're constantly getting people saying it's not going to work, a it refines your argument in white wood. So you're like, and if you're stubborn, you know you need an element of being stubborn and competitive, I think, to get on. And so, well, I just want to prove it, and then in the end, it was like, let's just prove it, and then it doesn't matter because no one can question me anymore. It's like, Mm -hmm. does ultra flexibility work? yeah does it work for everyone no but does it work yeah because we've proven it now no one can go well it's not going to work no we've done it so there's no debate on that people that are questioning purpose are you know i get that and it's it's it is difficult you know it's difficult to do maybe the right thing um that's going to take longer and is harder than doing you know the quick easy thing so you know it's not a case of let's all just jump in and, and do everything for charity and it's all going work for charity it's so your know, companies need to make money to survive they have a they have a purpose to make money as well um as do charities you know people that work in charities need to get paid they don't just you know get nothing to to do the work you need you need to have a balance of these things but i think it's just a you know it's a it's a movement and you know everything's available in the palm of your hand and future generations are looking at this and saying well they can work out who's a goodie and a baddie in a company. You know, when we talk about true purpose versus, you know, fake purpose, you're know, the greenwashing thing or people that are just trying to jump on the bandwagon, they're the people that are going to get caught out. You know, if you're planting 15,000 trees and saying, we're planting 15,000 trees, aren't we great, but you're chopping down 2 million, that's fake purpose because you're trying to use the angle of being, you know, we're doing good when actually we're not. So, you know we want to really focus on businesses that are true purpose to their core you know it started it was the first thing we did here was we will be a purposeful business and we'll build on that um so can't really remember the question <laughs> no, it, about? It's about, just about yeah the, those
1: that, that are saying I can't make a difference what's the point in me
0: but they could but they can see it in their boss for example like is their boss you know empathetic mm. to their needs you know like because it the you, you know, if you look at well how can i make a difference well anyone that has you know an influence over you know a budget or a team of people anyone who's a manager you know you have an element of responsibility within the framework of the structure of your business to be empathetic to the to the team or be you know a bit more driven to help people you might have a supplier they might be having a really tough time when you're trying to negotiate a price well actually you need the supplier to survive to be able to that thing so you're certainly in that terms of partnership behavior in you know supply chains is really important and you know as i said anyone that's managing someone can be empathetic to oh you know if my you know kid is ill and they're off work it's like well okay you could work from home you still get the work done
1: yeah and and going back to something you touched on earlier about how gen z's and and as we are kind of coming through the years the expectation is just that everything you know, people are expecting it to be a certain way now, and I think that's a good thing in you know, in many ways. And with purpose, and with the environment, and with planet, and with the way you treat one another, people just expect it now. And it, and it's our job, as well as parents, I'm a parent, we as a parent. You know, we are raising the next generation, and we have a real a real job on our hands to make sure we raise them in in the right way. And I think it doesn't matter if you're a boss or not. There's there's definitely little things that everybody. Oh,
0: yeah. Parenting with purpose.
1: <laughs> that will be another
0: podcast. That's
1: season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a that's a really tough one. Well, but you've
1: just expressed an example there, a very small one with the water and the tap, and you know your kids are probably like mine, and they know where the recycling which goes in the recycling which didn't I didn't when I was.
0: They're getting it.
1: My is
0: training. It's yeah, with yeah. training, isn't it? Yeah, but that's the thing. You know, we want to we want this podcast to help you know, inspire people to, to think about this more, talk about it more. It's like, you know, if your business, if you work for any business and, you know, what, you go on the you know, website, what, what are the goals? What's the, the vision, the mission statement or whatever of that business? You know, what is it? And is it just we want to make money by selling houses? We want to make money by selling tree cutting services. We want to make money, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a worry for me in terms of the future consumer who's going to come through and go, yeah, okay. You're you're making money cutting down trees, but what are you doing? Or will we actually give the wood to local schools so they can or, or scout parks or whatever? You know, I think you know em- employees that you know work for people should be looking at their business and going, well, what are we trying to do to make this better? Right? That's a that's a fair question. I think anyone could ask. So, well, what are we what are we doing to make things
1: better? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got, hopefully we're going to see some other founders coming on board. Who else yep. are you chatting to over this first series?
0: What in terms of Who are guests, guests? I'm not going to, I'm not no, going to say anything. No names.
1: Anything. We don't want names.
0: Uh, yes. Well, people that I find, yeah, people. I think a lot of it is people I find really inspiring in my own journey. Like they, the way they talk about purpose in their, in their world I find inspiring it's, it's about building on something so something that someone else has done I will look at and go what well, could I do that or could I help them with that so I think it's it's um yeah people from they will all be businessy people I think <laughs> mainly but people that have got um yeah, good stories to tell about purpose and hopefully then will inspire other people to be more purposeful
1: fantastic oh it's been a pleasure chatting to you today brilliant I hope you've
0: enjoyed your first ever good. Pos- podcast <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> weird you know I'm supposed to be the host but you've done it and uh yeah thank you very much for stepping in I think you know we wanted this first one to be an explanation of what this is about and I couldn't interview myself no. uh, so I couldn't think of anyone better to uh, interview me uh so yeah thank you good, very much
1: good thank you and we hope you enjoyed the first ever episode of the true purpose podcast and we will be back very soon